Welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I am your host, Tatiana Kuto, and I am a master mindset coach, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create your best life possible. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, life, happiness, and success, then you are in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you see the potential within yourself, to be able to break the limiting beliefs and habits that are holding you back, and to help you feel inspired to get clear with who you are in order to create the life you desire. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's episode is an amazing interview I was able to host with Lauren Fitzpatrick talking all things about healing your gut. She starts off with sharing her journey on her gut issues, the struggles that she was facing, how she became aware of all the importance of the gut, and how she was able to heal it naturally. She gives you so much information on symptoms that you may be experiencing that are related to your gut, things that you may be consuming, food. We talk about the pharmaceutical industry and doctors and the medications that are being prescribed that may be causing implications with your gut based on our personal experiences, as well as ways to help heal your gut naturally and actionable steps to take from today's episode. There's so, so much valuable information in today's interview and our objective is to help bring awareness and to educate you, give you resources and tools to help you feel your best and to optimize your gut so you can feel the best inside out. Well, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's episode, I get to interview one of my close friends, Lauren Fitzpatrick. She's on here right now. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here and have you share your story a little bit. Um, Background for those listening. So Lauren and I, actually, we met at a a barbecue, right? Is that how we actually met? I really don't remember that day. So that's my bad. (laughs) But we like got closer again, we're in the same business coaching program, which um, I know I just had an interview with Lissa last week about, and we just got closer there. She actually moved to Delray beach or next to us, the town over to us. What what was that January? Yeah. Officially December, but we fully moved in in January. Yeah. We've just gotten closer and closer ever since. So I wanted to bring her on, have her share her story with you guys and see where this conversation takes us. So Lauren, you want to introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do, and a little bit like how you got to where you're at right now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like my journey, it has like multiple different facets. Um, But essentially, I got into the personal training field when I was in high school. Uh, My father was a bodybuilder. And I got the opportunity to go to vocational school and he was like, yeah, Lauren, try it. Like you love sports. Like who knows you might love working out too. So it was a beautiful program because we got to exercise for half of class and then actually like learn behind the scenes on like what actually your body mechanics are doing as well as a little bit of nutrition. And so that's what opened me up into the health and wellness space. And as it evolved in time, I was fully in personal training. I opened up a studio and it was a beautiful experience, but something inside of me knew that nutrition was like really where I wanted to be. And after a few years of going down the path of personal training and seeing people I've I've literally seen it all. And that's what I love to share is just like, I've seen people who have 
transform their bodies and have had incredible experiences with, with training. And then I've seen the other spectrum of people who have tried everything and haven't lost a pound. Mm. And so it really got me thinking of like, what is missing here? How come some people can work out and sustain this lifestyle while other people, you know, they work their butt off and they can't. And so as I started diving into that a little bit deeper, I obviously realized and knew in my heart that nutrition is obviously a huge role. And if that wasn't clear enough for me, I feel like God kind of like struck me over the head and I started developing my own health issues. And I started, I got, ended up being misdiagnosed. I had crazy irregular bowel movements and just bloating and fatigue and brain fog. And that's when I kind of just like, again, opened up my eyes and was like, nutrition and being healthy in general goes way past the physical movement. It goes past like what we're doing on a daily basis to move our bodies. And it's really our relationship to ourselves. And then that opens up to our relationship with food. And so as I started diving deeper into understanding nutrition, understanding my relationship with food and how I grew up and what I ate as a kid and how it definitely didn't serve me, that's when I really started to fall in love with gut health, which I really focus in on now and really realizing, and, and the gut microbiome is something that keeps getting explored every single day. Like they, scientists really, they haven't really nailed it on the head, but they nailed, nailed a few different things and it just keeps evolving. So that's like what my specialty is now and really just helping women develop a more intuitive connection to themselves so they can really heal their relationship with themselves as well as with their food. I love that. That's so powerful because my experience with nutrition is like, I learned like, you know, the bro science, the bodybuilding, like just macros. Right. And growing up, I had very, like I had sensitivities. I definitely had gut problems growing up, but I don't know. I just got like belly aches and whatnot. And I, I don't know. They didn't, doctors never really explained the gut to me or my parents. And so since I got, when I got into nutrition, I was focusing so much on like macros and everything until when I moved down here, our friend group, you and Lauren have really opened my eyes to how important, you know, your gut health is and the ingredients and just all like the depths of it. And it's really opened my eyes to, wow, there's so much more than just calories in and immersed calories out. Right. And really feeling energized. We can go a little bit deeper into that, but just like not to get too off topic yet, but I just have a question. Cause I feel like listeners are going to have this question. What, how did you go from just like choosing to become a personal trainer and not like, did you have a gut feeling on that? Or like, what was that like for you to just go to vocational school and to do that? Cause it's a little bit out of like the norm, I would say, at least my upbringing. Yeah, honestly, I think it was just because my father really was like, I think you'll like this. Oh, yeah. Like, and he was a very big influence in my life. And at this point, again, I was in a bunch of different sports. I played soccer, softball, basketball. And so I was very active and I was like, cool to leave school and like to actually <laughs> go like learn about a topic that I actually might be interested in. Like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And so honestly, it was hands down the best education I feel like I really got throughout my life besides like nutritional school. But 
um, to have that hands-on experience. Like I wish I could go back now and relearn it because I feel like right now with like the personal training certifications, it's so much in the textbook and yeah. so much. Any, we don't have any practice. It's read this text, take the test. Oh, here now work with people in person. Luckily my gym like mentored me a little bit and I had like kind of a coach, but like, huge. No, I think all personal trainers should get, have some type of hours with in-person training before you just go and, you know, work with people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And when I started like in the gym space, I was kind of confused why people like felt uncomfortable with it, but I was like, Oh wow. I had such an advantage here of being able to actually do that in class. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so amazing that you had that opportunity to give that even a try, whether you liked it or not, but you were able to kind of experiment at such a younger age, which is not what I did. And I just went to college <laughs> and what got a degree in engineering, which we all know there's that the story on that. And for what, for me not to be happy, which I wish schools gave us more of this opportunity to try different things when we are at such a younger age to see like, okay, what am I actually interested in versus what is society like making me feel like I have to do? Yes. hundred percent. I really I believe in trade school all the way. I'm just like, and also giving yourself a break right before, like right after you graduate high school, like you're so young. How are you like trying to rush right into a career? Like figure who you are first. Like, what is your passions? What is your Dharma? Like discovering what that is before investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in a school system. Yeah. Invest, you know, a couple thousand dollars in a coach and help figure out your purpose. Like I wish I had that. And if you're listening if you are of that younger age, maybe high school or maybe in college and you're not feeling aligned, I mean, take a break, take some time to discover who you are because you have your entire life ahead of you to work. And mm-hmm. if you're not aligned with it, you can always change, don't get me wrong, but you may as well just do something that you are aligned with first versus something that you just, I was completely miserable. So I a hundred percent agree with that. And for those that don't know what Dharma is, Dharma is purpose. Um, I know I'll get questions. What what is Dharma, right? So awesome. I love that. And I'm so glad that you, you had that opportunity to not only start with the body and personal training. That's how I really started too. Tell me your experience with working with women. Do they come to you first to lose weight and then you bring them into awareness of their gut health or how do people, because I feel like that's not we don't talk enough about gut health. We talk about nutrition as like calories. I mean, you hear about all these diets, mm-hmm. but tell me a little bit, like, what do you feel like people come to you and what their awareness is and what can help bring people more aware of how important our gut health is? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I feel like it has evolved over the years. Um, actually, my manager at the gym I used to work at, you know, I've helped hundreds, not hundreds, I've helped women lose hundreds of pounds. Um, and as that's a really big accomplishment, my one manager asked me, she was like, Lauren, what would you say like your biggest accomplishment in the industry is? And I really sat there with her for like, like three minutes of silence, just really pondering what that answer is. And it wasn't necessarily allowing or helping people lose the weight. It was really shifting their mindset to have them love themselves. Mm. No matter if 
they are 100 pounds overweight or they have lost 100 pounds, but really just developing an unconditional love and also in embracing the journey. Because I think overall mindset is absolutely everything when it comes to being on your health and wellness journey. And so I would say a lot of people come to me with the desire to lose weight. Um, and over the years, that's been like the main focus. But as we go through the program, as we dig a little deeper, they discover that it's not, that's not really what they're searching for. And that's why I kind of, I like to call it like surface layer goals. Like a lot of people have surface layer goals. Like they want to lose 10 pounds, lose a pan size, mm-hmm. you know, and it can go way deeper than that. Like, what will that open up to you? Will that open up more energy so you can play with your kids? Will that open up, you know, being able to eat foods that work for your body and feel good with what you're eating? Would that be going and having, being at a party with people and not being obsessed with the food and how much you're eating? So I think over time, it has definitely evolved into like weight loss being the main thing. But then it comes down to really gut health because your gut is the gatekeeper to the inside and outside world. And it's once when you ca- once when you really gain access and learn what your gut thrives off of and what it doesn't, it's a complete game changer in your life. Yeah, I think that's something I've experienced. And even before this call, if we were just talking, you know, you're feeling so much better because you kind of got back into the foods that are good for your specific gut, right? I mean, foggy brain. I mean, can you give us some examples for those listening that what are some maybe symptoms or signs that maybe your gut isn't working properly and there's something that you might want to, you know, look into? Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking about this yesterday. Um, Bloating has been such a common word that's been thrown around. Yes. (laughs) And bloating is normal to a certain extent, right? Like we bloat after we eat a large meal, we might bloat after, you know, if we drink a lot of water or if it's that time of the month. But because it's so normalized right now, and because it's so common, it has become normal where these, where there's a lot of women right now that are chronically bloated and are chronically inflamed. Um, So I like to say like, focus in on, you know, if you have any irregular bowel movements, if you have this chronic bloating, if you have brain fog, those might be common in today's world, but they are not normal. And that's a clear indication that your body is out of alignment. And if you just focus in and get a little bit more intuitive with yourself and become aware, like that's when the healing really starts to begin. And you don't have to live in this like confined life of what you believe health is. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. My entire college, me and my roommate, if she's listening now, you know what we're talking about. We'd always be like, I'm bloated, I'm bloated. It's constantly like what we said, like as if it was normal, it's normal to feel bloated and inflamed. No, like I don't feel like that anymore. So yeah. really coming to terms with, okay, maybe there's something deeper underlying. Yeah. And I a little story with that too. Yeah. And so I mentioned in the beginning how like I have had gut issues for a little, little while now. And, and even when I was younger, when I was like 16 years old, I was having irregular bowel movements. I was bloated. I had brain fog and, you know, I was going to the doctor and the doctors weren't really addressing it. It was kind of like, oh, you have IBS and 
Then I got more tested and then I got misdiagnosed with diverticulitis and they weren't really suggesting me to stay away Mm -hmm. from foods. They didn't give me like any sort of protocol. And I'm 16 years old, you know, I'm eating pizza, I'm enjoying my life. And even after I graduated high school, I was still in this pain, but I didn't have like a proper protocol because I just thought it was normal. Yeah. Ooh, let's go into this because this is something I'm passionate about in a different way, but again, doctors and pharmaceuticals, like, and you know, no disrespect, but again, when we're looking at health, we don't have a healthcare system. Let's be real. You guys, we have a sick care system. Oh, you want to do this? Here's a shot. Here's a vaccine. Let's be real. Here's a pill. And what are you seeing within the industry? Because I'll be honest, when I found out doctors don't take nutrition, nurses don't take nutrition. How are we not working on finding the balance of Eastern and Western medicine and finding holistic foods and healthy foods to prevent us from having obesity, diabetes, kidney, like all these issues, right? What, how can you go a little bit more deeper into like your experience with that? And have you noticed anything? I don't know. What's your opinion on it really? Yeah. I I truly believe that doctors, practitioners, nurses, they get in the industry because they want to help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah really believe that like they're there uh, because they want to serve people. And I think just over time, unfortunately, we know that the dollar runs everything. So even down to the education that they're learning, it's run by the pharmaceutical companies. They're not necessarily taught how to, you know, heal someone's gut. They're just taught to get this supplement or you take this pill and it can become a very toxic way of prescribing because then you're bringing your client that much more out of its, its aligned state. Mm-hmm. And over time, like doctors are now being more watchful about giving antibiotics, but we know if, if you take one dose of antibiotics, let's just say for a urinary tract, urinary tract infection, I believe it's it wipes out your microbial diversity by 20%. Oh my God. I didn't even know it was that much. I've taken that so much. I grew up as a child, mom, I love you, but like going to the doctor's antibiotics, Advil, oh, you have a headache, take an Advil. Oh, you have this, just take all these medicines. Right. And oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. I was the same way too. I think I'm going to say like almost every month I had strep throat. Yes. I had strep all the time. <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, okay, we're back at the doctors. And then it got to a point where we're like, all right, you have probably have to get your tonsils taken out. And I don't know what clicked, but maybe in my mind, I was like, that is not happening. And then I just stopped getting strep throat, but yeah, antibiotics can destroy your gut microbiome and the diversity of your microbes because your microbes are, are what keep you healthy. Mm. They help Um, just help with your gut lining as well as just making sure that everything's running properly. So when we eat these foods and have like these pesticides on different foods and um, take the antibiotics, even it comes down to if you were breastfed or if you were C-section, like all that plays in a role in the diversity of your gut. Wow. I didn't even know it was down to that. That's insane. So I do want to go more into the industry in a second here, but for those listening, like what are your top um, 
what are the top reasons that are throwing people's guts off? Like whether it's foods or medicine or like, what is it that you find as the most common things that maybe can bring awareness to those listening right now to stop or be more mindful to help, you know, not damage their gut any as much right now? Yeah. So again, I was kind of just mentioning it. There's a few things that, that all play a role in the gut microbiome. And that, again, that happens even when you're in your mother's womb, right? It, it starts with the food that your mother is eating. And then it goes to if you were C-section or if you were vaginally birthed, because when you are vaginally birthed, you come through the birth canal and you get, your mouth gets filled with a bunch of healthy microbes. Like that is where your microbiome actually starts. Wow. Yeah. When you're in C-section, you're getting different kinds of strains, but now studies are actually showing that if you are a C-section, it would be important for the doctor to actually like swab uh, the vagina and actually put it in the baby's mouth so it can try to digest those microbes. Wow. Yeah. And then it dives into your, um, your nutrition as a child. Like if you're breastfeeding or if you're bottle fed, because you get in uh, very important nutrients when you are breastfed versus bottle fed. And then it goes into your diet when you're, you know, you're growing up. So all of those, obviously we can't go back and change, right? We can't change if we were <laughs> section. I mean, I wish, I wish you could, cause obviously section love you, mom. Thank you. Um, but what we can control now is the antibiotic use. Again, knowing that that literally kills all the good and all the bad bacteria, which again, there's a time and place for it all but just being mindful of it and finding maybe different remedies and different holistic ways of healing rather than just going straight to an antibiotic and killing that bacteria. For instance, like when I was in the middle of healing my gut, I also was getting my wisdom teeth out and the practitioner I was working with, he was like, if you could do anything, like just don't take the antibiotics. And I was sitting in the dentist office and they were like, Lauren, like, I would really recommend taking these antibiotics because they were really infected. And something just told me, like, I've just been working so hard on trying to heal my gut. Something deep down just was like, find a holistic way, like just do your research, get in contact with different, um, different homeopaths and just like really see if there's another way. Um, And there was, there was, I ended up taking, um, I didn't take any like hard, like medicine. And I really just use homeopathic medicine. And this isn't medical, medical advice. Like I would definitely recommend speaking with someone before doing, um, but it helped me. It helped me with my pain. It helped me with my healing. I had no issues with it. And so it's being aware of your antibiotic use, being mindful of that. And the biggest one to really control your gut microbiome is just eating good food, like eating the food that intuitively, you know, works for your body. Yeah. Eating the things that don't. And so when I was actually younger, when I was going through, actually, I think it was after when I graduated vocational school, I know we were talking about this earlier, um, but I ended up 
somehow messaging this guy on, um, on Facebook, I was actually part of a network marketing company. So I was just like out like recruiting people. <laughs> and I came across this guy and we were having great conversations. Like he loved the fact that I was into fitness. I love the fact that he was into nutrition. He owned a farm and I just, I was six, I was probably like 17 now. And I just started buying my own vegetables and like going grocery shopping for myself. And he asked me, he was like, Lauren, like, do you eat like organic food? And I was like, oh no, it's way too expensive. Like I just started food shopping. I can't afford that. And something he said really hit me that stuck with me for the rest of my life. And that actually contributed to what I study in and what I, what I teach now. And he said, yes, organic might be more. However, chemotherapy is way more than your organic groceries. And I was like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And so that's when I started digging into nutrition and really understanding how important it is that we do eat organic food. Because when we eat organic food, we're eating the real food. Like we're not eating the pesticides and the herbicides and genetically modified food. We're eating it in its purest form. And that alone plays such a huge role on the gut microbiome because glyphosate, uh, a chemical found in Roundup that is being heavily sprayed with Monsanto, well now got bought, bought out by Bayer, but um, it's even used on, you know, your tip, you can find it in um, like Lowe's or Home Depot. And that chemical in there is a water soluble chemical. And it is literally known to be destroying our gut. And so when we're eating organic, we're not eating that we're not consuming that. So I would say, I mean, I can kind of go off on this subject. <laughs> Obviously, I'm really passionate about I it. I love it. Um, but it's so important though. And I'm, you want to go off, go off because like I said, I, I thought organic, to be honest, before I got into the health industry and fitness industry, I was like, mm, that's just for bougie people. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real. I literally thought that like, cool. What's the difference between this tomato and this tomato? Like mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't grasp that. And then I realized, and then I learned, like, I looked up what is organic and it was like, organic just means, I think it was like the carbon mo- molecule, like, isn't there, I don't really know. It was like some weird definition not actually saying the way they're grown without the pesticides they're natural like that's not what google showed i'm not surprised because google probably doesn't want you to know what they put inside (laughs) of our foods it's all linked um so yeah like what tell me a little bit more i know you said you could go off on this because i mean i'm slowly getting into it yeah my diet is uh, is not 100% all organic and I think for those listening if you're listening like oh my god like how am I going to just make this shift because yes it is a a premium price I don't want to say expensive because then you're telling your subconscious mind that like you can't afford it you can but we you know you got to be like aware of it it's like a luxury ticket thing so yeah tell us a little bit more about maybe like top foods to do organic versus um not like where can people really start yeah that's a great question and I think this is this is key too because not everything has to be organic like 
yes, it can be helpful. And I definitely recommend making sure that, you know, if you want to eat hundred percent organic, do it. Like I try to do it as much as possible, but let's be real. If we go out to eat, we're not getting organic food. Like that just is the way that it is. But I rather take responsibility of like what I have control over and make sure that the food that I'm putting in my body is going to do its best for me. We can just shift our mindset of that food is energy. And like food is literally nourishing ourselves with every single bite, with every single sip. Then, then we kind of look at our own health in a different view. We don't just like look at it as like this thing that, you know, we have to do. It's like, mm-hmm. This is a thing that we get to do. Um, But to go back to the organic aspect, it's, there's a thing called the dirty dozen list. So the dirty dozen list gets reviewed every single year and it goes over the top dozen, top 12 um, food groups that get sprayed the most with chemicals. So don't call me, I believe this might be from last year's, but uh, like spinach is on there, um, blueberries, we have strawberries was like, I think like number one last year. So it's being aware of these fruits and these vegetables and then not buying them, like but choosing those organic. And then there's even like a clean 15, I believe, where you can find vegetables and fruits that aren't sprayed like as much. There aren't as harmful to yourself and the gut. Um, so I like to have what my, I have, what I like to have my clients do is like, print out this sheet, put it on your refrigerator, take it to the store with you or when you're writing your list, just so you can be a little bit more mindful. Because I think the biggest thing is becoming educated on this and making an educated choice based on the information you know. Because education and knowledge is power. When you are educated on it, you can then take powerful actions to then you know, embody your best and really live up to those standards. Um, so I would say dirty dozen list hundred percent and to go a little bit back on the gut microbiome. I know I was talking about diet. So organic food, isn't the only thing to help your gut. Um, we also have like major triggers for some people and everyone's different. I like to always stress the, the concept of bioindividuality because what might be helpful and what might work for you may not work for me. And hence, this is why diets don't work. Yeah. <laughs> what worked for your aunt Susie and she lost 20 pounds on may not work for you because she's completely different. She's completely wired different. She has completely genes, completely different genes than you. However, however, there are certain steps that you can take that implement all of this, that encompass living a healthy life. Um, So I believe the question was that you just asked of like, what are some foods to like really avoid? Yeah. Um, So again, I think knowing if, if you are experiencing bloating, if you are experiencing like irregular bowel movements, brain fog, it's understanding what foods are causing that. And again, just like everyone's different, but one of the biggest factors is gluten. So gluten I always get this question because people always bring up like their great grandma and like saying like, she's a hundred years old and she ate, you know, all this bread as much as like she wanted and she lived a healthy life. And yeah, kudos to her. Like, heck yeah. I wish, I wish we were able to eat the food that our grandparents and our parents were able to eat as children. But the truth is now it's just that it has completely changed. 
Um, so some of the biggest intolerances that people have are gluten. And specifically, if you're eating gluten that isn't organic, because again, it's sprayed with the glyphosate that I was just talking about, um, as well as people have intolerances to dairy, because, you know, the, the dairy industry is a whole world of its own. Oh, yeah, I remember I got told once, and I, I'm just saying this because I hope <laughs> this might encourage you to stop consuming like milk because it made me, but someone told me they were like, we're the only species that continues to drink, you know, a liquid milk after babies, and we're not even drinking our own mother's milk. And, and the person was just like, just sit with that for a second. And I was like, oh shit, that's weird. Okay. And like, since that day, I was like, almond milk it is. <laughs> yeah. But like, really though, why are we doing that? Yeah. Like, that. And then people, you know, I know, you, I, I feel like I'm like hearing questions from like, you know, those listening, like, well, what about skim milk? Right? No, it's watered down. When I found that one out, I was like, what? It's skim milk is just what watered down, like whole milk. So you're actually stripping it from the nutrients and it's, mm. you're not getting anything out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I believe there was a study that's out. You can't quote me on the study, but you can definitely look into it, but they did a study and it was more people who drank milk were found that they have hip fractures. And oh, wow. Compared to those who didn't. Yeah. I don't know the actual percentages, but when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow. So this is kind of all backwards. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, well, I could drink milk to have strong bones. Cause that's what we're taught as children drink your milk because you want strong bones to grow up. But I mean, I'm pretty sure there's vegetables that have calcium in it. I mean, there's, I, I don't want to say that cause I don't know off the top of my head, but I know that there's other foods with calcium, not just milk products. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, there's benefit to everything. Now, if you're going to consume dairy products, you know, cause I still do here and there, um, and you want to make sure if you don't have an allergy or an intolerance to it, that you are having the best quality dairy that you can get out there. You want to make sure that it's coming from a grass fed cow, one that is literally roaming the grass fields, eating in its natural habitat, getting sunlight, because then you're getting, you're not so much what you eat, you're what you eat eats. So unfortunately with the typical dairy industry, they're just like machines. They're hooked up to the machines and they're impregnated. It's, it's honestly one of the worst industries when it comes down to the farming industry that there is because the abuse that these cows get and what they go through, it's, it's just so unhumane. Um, and yeah, that's, that's just, I don't want to go too deep. Yeah, no, it's true though. And then like, what hormones are they being released as? Yeah. And then you think about it energetically wise. Yeah. Like if you're consuming any sort of product coming from not the best way of being killed, you're consuming that product with that energy in it as well. So I remember when I first heard that, that's actually what got me to be vegetarian at the time was understanding about what the industry is all about and how they do how the industrial industrial farming kills their animals and how I eat that energy. And I was like, I don't want that shit. <laughs> like I want my energy to be high. Yeah. Uh, and then of course I was vegetarian for a few years and I realized like, Oh no, like meat is actually very healing. That's when I actually started developing a lot of my gut issues when I actually became vegetarian. Yeah. I was gonna say, would well, do you mind, um, 
touching on that because you're not the first person I've spoken to saying like I went vegetarian I went vegan Mm -hmm. and people think vegetarian and vegan are you know the way to go the best way to eat for your health for the climate and I believe I, I agree with you like everybody is different but can you share your story on your experience with that and how your body reacted yeah, absolutely. So again, being in the health space, you know, I got addicted to learning and watching documentaries and I was like, oh my gosh, industrial farming, that kind of like just hit my soul. I was like, I never knew I had so much love for animals. Um, and so that's when I started just doing more research and digging into it. And I would say for the first year, like I was good. Like I was good. I was like enjoying, you know, my tofu and like I was also a pescatarian. So I did eat fish here and there. I, I didn't want to give up fish, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I honestly didn't think I could ever do it. And then four years later, I was still doing it. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but after a year, like one and a half, I started to experience like intense bloat. And I like, <laughs> I loved kale. I still love kale, but like, I loved it. Like I would have it from like sauteed for breakfast. I'd have a kale bowl for lunch. I would make kale chips for dessert for dinner. Like I was literally obsessed with it. And I was constantly bloating. And I was like, what is going on with my body kale? And and I didn't, I didn't even correlate it at the time that it was kale because kale is supposed to be quote unquote, good for you. Like vegetables are supposed to be great for you. Yeah. And once when I started really going through my nutrition school and understanding bio-individuality and how some things will work great for someone and not great for the other person, I started to realize that the foods that I was eating just wasn't working for me, even though if you look at vegetarianism and if you look at the benefits of it, you know, nuts, seeds, all these are great sources of protein. However, it just wasn't getting digested in my body. And that's when I made this acknowledgement of like, whoa, my body is so out of alignment here. And if I don't do something about it, I'm going to continue to live in pain. And so that's when I started understanding the gut a little bit more and what can be healing to the gut because it got to a point where literally everything I ate wasn't being digested. I would eat broccoli. I would get bloating, nuts, seeds, um, even cacao, like pure cacao, like nothing was digesting for me. And so on my healing journey, I just started off with just straight um, grass fed bone broth and making like bone broth soups, having it in the morning to break my fast. And then I slowly started adding in other meat products. I started using ghee because it's a healthy fat. And yeah, just over time, I started adding little by little in. And I am the best I've ever felt, not only with my bloating, but clarity wise, like my mind is so much sharper now. And I hate to keep rambling, but this is actually an amazing story too. So when I was younger, talk about like the foods that you eat that control like your brain and your brain fog because 90% of your serotonin is actually produced in your gut. So typically when people have depression or learning disabilities, it's because mm. the gut is out of imbalance. So growing up, I actually was diagnosed with a learning disability. 
And I had such a hard time like reading and developing and under like taking in information. And now I'm at this point where like, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> like I would have never thought I would get to this point of clarity and being able to just, just to take in information the way I am now. And I truly, you know, say it's because I've healed my gut. Yeah. That I resonate with that so much. I, I had the same thing. I had learning disabilities and I was not healthy as a child. Like I, we already know my story. If you've listened to it, like I was overweight, I was chubby and who knows what I was eating. Like the foods were not healthy. I'm like making the links now as you're saying this. And not only that, you know, I got diagnosed with depression and, you know, as a teenager in my early twenties. And I was, you know, as you guys know, like I was on Adderall and then the Adderall caused anxiety and depression, like all of these things, like side effects. And so I was on antidepressants, Adderall and anti-anxiety. And as I was doing my learning, they say, I think the percentage is 80 80% 80 to 85% of those who are depressed actually are struggling with blood sugar, like glycemic index levels, like their blood sugars are spiking due to their carbs. And I, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, that's a big number. Yes. That many people who are struggling with depression, how many of those are being medicated with pills who, who knows what that's doing to your gut. And then on top of that, are, is it you're depressed or is it like the food that you're consuming like it just like I was just like mind blown when I heard that and I only heard that I think this is past fall and I was like whoa that's a that's a big deal and then people I mean this is going down like a rabbit hole and identify with these issues that these doctors have you know told them versus trying to figure out a deeper root cause and I know that might sound simple like oh your gut but like it it's normal to feel high energy it's like <laughs> that's supposed to be your normal to feel clarity in your brain, not having to rely on coffee to have energy. And I don't know about you, but like, I didn't think that was normal at first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then when you think about it, like most of these kids are diagnosed at such an early age and they're just told to sit in these chairs for eight hours a day, six hours a day. No wonder why they're losing their crap. I lose my crap even at this age. Like Me too. I'm like, okay, I sat down for 30 minutes. I gotta go like walk around or something. Like I I don't know. I mean, we're not meant to just sit at a desk all day. Our grandparents didn't do that. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, um, it all goes back to the dollar. It all yeah. goes back to the dollar from even just looking at what our kids are fed in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, the cafeteria, like that, the government has a, a huge like claw over mm -hmm. their budget and their spending. And it's so hard to even get any kind of wiggle room in there um, to try to take down vending machines. Like it is a war, unfortunately, that goes on the back end of this, but it's, it's, what's it's true. It's what's going on. And on top of that, I mean, going even deeper, they're funding our education. And what are they teaching us? This food pyramid system. You should eat dairy for good bones. You should, you know, but it's like, actually no the food pyramid's not accurate everyone's different and instead of you know maybe just giving us a nutrition class to actually learn when we're why why aren't we learning this stuff right yeah it, I'm, I'm i'm gonna say this it really brings the question why what what why are we not being told the truth about nutrition about our foods about why why are they injecting our kids foods having fast food chains everywhere 
open right now when we're in a pandemic versus promoting healthy eating and exercise? Like, I'm just going to say this, you guys, why? And I really want you to take a question because why would they want us to feel, why don't they want us to feel our best? Because look around the, look around the world. How many people are obese in America? How many people are struggling with diabetes, heart disease? I forget the percentage of how many people die a year from heart disease or heart attacks due to their diets, right? And it, it really concerns you. I have family in South America. When I go for a month, I'm eating all the bread. I'm eating all the cookies because I'm on vacation and I don't feel half as bloated, half as inflamed, half foggy brained as I do when I eat the same foods up here. And it comes down to like really the ingredients and, and the quality of our foods. It's so true. It's so true. I've had clients who like go over to Europe and this is probably like seven years ago because who knows if it's changed now, but they would be really sensitive to, to gluten and then they would eat all the bread over there and feel fine. They would be have a, a dairy allergy. They would go overseas somewhere and they would be fine. Wow. Yeah. And it, it really comes down to the quality of our food, what we're putting in our body. How are these farmers farming our food? What are they spraying on it? And, uh, you know, there's a lot going in on the back end, you know, being in this field and doing the research and following the people that are leading in this. Um, a lot of farmers are looking to shift. Mm. Um, my cousin being one of them, he owns a farm out in California and he specializes in fully organic. And now it's just been such a popular thing now to transition to. And I remember talking to the farmer that I was talking to when I was like 17 years old. And he kept saying, just watch the more people who buy organic food, the more it will come down in price because wow. more people want it. And now we look at it. Yeah, it's gone down. Yes, it might be still a little high, but it's gone down drastically. Yeah. You can get healthier food at these, even these fast food chains, because it's becoming a trend. Like we are making the healthy, the new normal. And I think yeah. we just have to just keep implementing it, keep sharing it, keep educating ourselves with the real information and not getting blindsided about what the big media and what the pharmaceutical companies are trying to push down our throat. Yeah. I love that. It was so beautifully said. It's so true. We're not here to like create fear for you with the no. food industry or your gut. No, we're here to empower you to start questioning what you're putting into your body and the quality of it. What ingredients are being put in and how are you feeling after? Right. Yeah. Because when you're empowered, you make empowered decisions to fuel your body properly. You feel better. You show up better we raise a better generation by learning what's this because my parents didn't know this stuff they're immigrants on top of it so like organic what's organic and like you know like that's not that wasn't a term there for them <laughs> they're like wait what's the difference between you know again like this tomato to this tomato like what's with you americans like they didn't get it but like because <laughs> we're spraying chemicals on our food yeah yeah and it's so true when it comes down to, we're not trying to produce fear in you by no means. That's not what this is, this is about. It's more so again, just allowing you to make an educated decision because I wish when I was dealing with my stomach issues and everything I was going through, I wish I had someone kind of guiding me in that direction. Mm -hmm. And in a world of information, it can become very overwhelming. Yeah. What should I be eating? Should I be eating this? Shouldn't I be eating that? And that's why I really like to stay away from the dieting aspect of what you should and shouldn't be doing 
really just learning how to listen to your intuition. Because when you listen to that gut knowing, when you can quiet your mind and become super in tune with your body, like that is when you feel your absolute best because there's no second guessing going on. And even if you come across, you know, a a plate of brownies and you eat one, you're okay with that decision. Mm -hmm. It's a conscious decision. There's no shame tied to it. Learning to have that balance. Yeah. Yeah not being so overworked about it. You could eat these foods. You will be okay, but it's just becoming mindful about it. And being mindful of your gut and what's going on behind the scenes in your body. I love it. It's so true because, I mean, it's all about balance. Whether it is you're trying to lose weight or not, whether it is you're trying to heal your gut or not, it's finding the balance and just making educated decisions that are, you're making decisions based off like empowerment versus beating yourself up about it or, the fear, like, no, you'll be okay, but just be educated on it so that most of your diet is consumed of whole nutritious foods that are good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love all of this. And I really hope those who are listening right now are really like, oh man, this is good because it is good. Because when you take control, my story at least, and I think many people too, like when we start taking control of our bodies, you know, we start working out then we're like, okay, what am I putting in my nutrition okay I'm starting to feel good and then that's when it ties into your mindset how do you feel how are you thinking and it just expands you and I truly believe everything just stems from that first taking care of the external because that's just how society is but then you can turn in the internal and that's really sounds like what your mission here is to really help women look within with not only just their guts but with their relationship with themselves relationship with food their mindset their self-love so they can live their best life yeah yeah just becoming aligned I like to say like once when your heart your head your identity and your spirit are all aligned like that is when you're living your best life that is when like there's no second guessing you feel so confident and you just love who you are, not even looking on the external, but more so on the internal. Yeah. If you guys can't notice the trend here, I hang out with some pretty awesome people that are trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> We've all gone through our own stories. And I really hope this encourages you to do it too, because we changed the world by first changing ourselves. Yes. I'm quoting Graham again, but it's so true. Right. And maybe we all start at different journeys and different levels, but what you said, that alignment between y'all, that's when we get to live our best life. And that's what we're here really to do is to make the best out of this life. Yeah. Just keep trying, doing your best to embody your best. Yeah. I love that. So a quick little recap on the things to just be mindful where, you know, picking up on symptoms, the bloating or inflammation. Um, I know I have a client that was struggling with some breakouts mm. and for her, we just took out dairy and she dairy sensitive. So maybe any breakouts, um, any other, I forget what, what are some other things that you mentioned? Some symptoms just to be mindful of. Yeah. Symptoms of just like brain fog, oh, fatigue, yeah. bloating, irregular bowel movements, um, just being aware of those and then questioning them, not allowing them to be your normal, even though that they're common don't allow them to be your normal. Yeah. I love that. And just being mindful again. I mean, with what you're consuming, not only medicines, like 
Um, yeah, what you're putting in your body, making sure that it's full, making sure that it's, you know, aligned for your body to actually take in, that it's a, trying to be at its purest form possible. Yeah. And I know we didn't really talk about this one, but I think a big one is appreciating your food, like Ooh, sitting yeah. food, being mindful with what you're eating and really observing it, taking it in, seeing how it feels in your mouth, in your, while you swallow, like our food is so healing to us. Yeah. I love that. My sister and I have been getting into the, the practice of blessing it and just thanking yeah. it and being grateful for it. doesn't matter what background religion you believe in. You can bless your food mm-hmm. and just say being grateful for it. Like the energy it's insane. Everything's energy. Yeah. I love that one. So yeah, doing that. Um, what was something else I was going to say? Oh, and then just paying attention to the quality of our foods, ingredients, glyphosate, you guys, I mean, I'm with you. I found out what glyphosate was a year ago. And my friends are like, Tatiana. And I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> and it's okay. We're learning, right? Um, yeah. If you're someone who wants to know more about glyphosate, follow Zach Bush. Zach Bush is like a three-time board certified doctor who studied in uh, farming, but now studies in farming, but really was on hospice care. He studied cancer. He studied chemotherapy before it was even like a real big thing. Um, and now he studies in glyphosate and teaching the world on how to live a healthy, balanced life. Wow. That's awesome. That's so amazing. Love it. And yeah, just being mindful in the organic part of what we talked about is, you know, the dirty dozen, the clean 15 maybe, and just starting slow again, start slow. Yeah. I don't buy everything organic yet and that's okay, but I'm starting slow and I'm being more mindful of the products I get to, um, I, I consume and then I think that's kind of what we said. Did I miss anything? Any advice or tips, last minute advice or tips based on that recap that we just talked about? I think the biggest thing that I would have to say is just learn how to listen to yourself. Mm, I love that. Bring it back to you. You're, you know, your intuition knows, your gut knows. If a doctor, if a coach, if a neighbor, whoever it is, is telling you to do one thing, tap in, listen to your body does this feel right? Maybe it does do some education, do some research. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And like yourself and and that voice, because it's always going to guide you in the direction that is best for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you guys know what this voice is like, Oh, I wish I had McDonald's. And it says no, because you know, you're going to bad stomach ache after it. Like, you know, the voice, you know, it, listen to it. Right. I'm saying this because I live right next door to a McDonald's and I but um I love it so as we wrap it up I know that you have so much information and I'm going to have you share where people can get in touch with you but what are some book or resources or people to follow that you could recommend for those who want to like just you know dive a little bit more into this and actually start doing the research on themselves and getting educated on it even more yeah I honestly would say the biggest practitioner that you could follow is Zach um, Zach Bush it is yeah okay. yeah Z-A-C-H Bush he has amazing podcasts you can find him on YouTube he also ties in like the spiritual world with the um the food world and it's just a beautiful view on your gut as well as what's on your plate to spirituality what's going on there heck yeah I love that for me um I, I've read this book about food by Dr. Mark Hyman that opened up my eyes a lot and it's a really simple book it breaks it down chapter by chapter and it breaks it into like you know dairy meat 
all these all of them and it really just shows you the difference between the labels and studies and it's a great book and it's simplified for people who aren't nutrition export experts like it, it it's such a great book and again that's food by dr mark hyman highly recommend it because it that book really really opened my eyes as well yeah yeah and last one that just came to yeah. my mind if you're looking to heal your relationship with food uh dr greenan i believe it's dr greenan her last name's greenan um and she really helps people with their relationship with food and, and healing that aspect of making food your friend not your enemy yeah i love it food is fuel food is fuel and when we can learn to i think our generation's really learning has really been made a big impact on that versus generations before us and depriving it and i really think we're on the right track to making a shift in our food industry and relationship with food and it all starts with ourselves right guys yeah well after everything that you've shared i thank you so so much for being here where can everyone listening get in touch with you the best ways to find you and contact you yeah, the best way would be through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lauren Fit Fits. Uh, it's Lauren L A U R E N F I T F I T Z. Um, and then from there, you can find you know more things on my website, more things. I have a community on Facebook, so that that's kind of like the hub for everything. I love it. I'll put your link below as well. And yeah, you guys connect with her, follow her. She has such amazing content, not only just about gut health, but, you know, relationship with yourself, empowering yourself. And if you're interested in working with her more deeply with your gut, when it comes to mindset overall, reach out to her, your life will be forever changed. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on the episode today. I hope everyone listening got a lot of great feedback and little nuggets here to start making some changes in their life and start feeling their best from the inside out. Thank you so much for being on here, Lauren. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, continue to shine bright and embrace your radiance. <laughs>